This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Tuesday, February 15th. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's what you need to know today. The latest on the White House effort to expand internet access. Plus, a judge says he'll dismiss Sarah Palin's lawsuit against the New York Times. But first, today's one big thing, why the U.S. has halted avocado imports from Mexico. Avocados from Mexico. The Mexican Avocado Growers and Packers Association spent about $7 million on a Super Bowl ad that contained that line. The timing of the ad, though, is unfortunate, given that the USDA confirmed yesterday it's blocking imports of the fruit from Mexico for now, after a U.S. plant safety inspector received a threatening phone call. Mexico exported around $3 billion worth of avocados to the U.S. last year. Around 80 percent of the avocados we consume in the U.S. come from Mexico. Telemundo's Marina Elisa Franco has been following this story from Mexico City. Marina, first, what do we know about what caused this suspension? The USDA has allowed for avocado imports from Mexico pretty much year-round since 2007. And because this is a year-round fruit and heavily consumed in the U.S., the USDA actually has almost a fleet of inspectors always on the ground in Mexico. Those inspectors haven't always been safe. There have been instances of kidnappings or threats made before, especially in 2019. And when you say it's not safe, what do you mean? Right. So more than half of all of the economic activity in Michoacán, which is the only Mexican state uh, that produces avocados that can export those avocados to the U.S., comes from the production of the fruit. And in Mexico, where there are profits, there are criminal groups. So they extort growers, they extort producers, they extort the truck drivers that take these avocados to the border. The criminal groups do have not direct control, but are so involved in the whole of the trade route that they stand to profit every time an avocado is sold. And so that means that when USDA inspectors go to plants in Michoacán or try to make sure that there are no pests. Criminal groups want to make sure those inspectors give the green light. What are we hearing from avocado growers about this suspension of imports by the U.S.? As far as we know, they're in internal dialogues with both the USDA local inspectors and with authorities to try and sort it out. But this is, of course, something that has major impact. So they're also extorted. They're also constantly threatened. So if their product isn't sold... They don't get the money. They can be kidnapped. Worst case, they're killed because they didn't make the payment. And in the best of cases, they lose their livelihoods and maybe decide that their only chance of still earning money is to migrate to the U.S. So that also has a very full circle impact. Have we heard anything from the Mexican government about this? President Andrés Manuel López Obrador spoke about this in Monday's presser. He sort of threw out a conspiracy theory that he thinks that this is about more than threats and probably about lobbying and economic interest from other avocado producing countries. He didn't 
of course, produce any evidence of this, but that's where his argument is at. The only thing sort of useful that he did mention was that at least the avocados meant for consumption during the Super Bowl, which is when about a tenth of all avocado consumption in the U.S. Um, happens, had already gone to the U.S., So that's the Mexican side, Marina. What changes can American consumers expect? In the upcoming weeks, consumers could maybe expect a price hike or less availability of avocados. And this is, of course, after years of the avocado's price already being high because producers increase the prices to make up for the losses from extortion. Marina Elisa Franco is one of the co-authors of Axios Latino and joining us from Mexico City. Thanks, Marina. Thank you, Naila. In 15 seconds, we're back with why the Sarah Palin libel case against The New York Times matters. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Naila Boudou. Yesterday, a federal judge announced he'll dismiss Sarah Palin's lawsuit against The New York Times. Judge Jed Rakoff said he was, quote, not at all happy, unquote, to defend The New York Times' error, but said the case did not meet the high legal standards of malice required. But the jury's still deliberating and doesn't know about all of this because Judge Rakoff said the appeals court could benefit from knowing what the jury decides. I asked Axios co-founder Mike Allen, why does all of this matter? Now this case matters hugely because it could change 60 years of media law. So this was a big win for the First Amendment. The Times itself says former Governor Palin is very likely to appeal, but legal scholars say she'll have a hard time winning from here. Mike, remind us how we got here. Back in 2017, a Times editorial about guns made an incorrect statement about Sarah Palin's back. The paper corrected it the next day. She sued for defamation anyway. Under a 1964 Supreme Court case that every journalism student learns, New York Times versus Sullivan, statements about a public figure like Sarah Palin are protected, even if they're wrong, if they weren't made with actual malice. Translation, if you said it with reckless disregard for the truth. Palin has signaled she might eventually challenge Sullivan at the Supreme Court, but the court rarely takes up civil cases like this. Mike Allen is the author of the Axios AM newsletter. Thanks, Mike. Now I have the best day. Yesterday, the White House announced that 10 million households are now able to afford Internet in their home. This was done through a federal program created in President Biden's infrastructure bill that offers a $30 monthly discount for eligible families. Axios tech policy reporter Margaret Harding-McGill is here to put that number in context for us. Hey, Margaret. Hey, thank you for having me. Margaret, is 10 million households a lot? 10 million is a lot of households, but it's certainly not all of the eligible households. The vice president talked about how one in four households are eligible for this benefit. That one in four figure can get you at least 33 million and possibly even closer to 40 million households. So there's a lot of people who are eligible for this benefit, but have not yet received it. Can you remind us why this program was put in place to begin with and why so many people don't have internet access? There are a lot of reasons why people don't have internet access, but cost can be a huge factor. This program was created actually out of the COVID relief package, and it was meant to help families who are struggling either because they lost their job through the pandemic or or just don't have the money to pay for internet service. 
So, Margaret, if we're going back to that number, that one in almost as many as one in four households, that's a pretty high number, might be eligible for this. Why aren't we seeing more people taking advantage of this? I think there are a couple. Some is just a lack of awareness. People don't know that this program exists. There's also a lack of trust uh, to overcome. You know, if a cable company says we can give you your service for free, you, you might naturally be suspicious about that and say, what's the catch? And so the way to overcome these barriers is to work with local trusted community organizations like libraries or schools so that they can help people connect directly to the program. And how much does this monthly benefit then get us on track to help families get Internet access they need if they can't afford it? Well, a lot of providers actually already offer some kind of low-cost service. Comcast, for example, has their Internet Essentials program. I think it's $9.95 a month. So the $30 in some cases can actually cover the entire monthly Internet bill. Margaret Harding-McGill covers tech policy for Axios in Washington. Thanks, Margaret. Thank you. Before we go today, we learned there are some big fans of the rapper Eminem in our audience because several of you pointed out we didn't mention his name yesterday when we listed the stars of the Super Bowl halftime show, especially since he took a knee at the end of his performance. Rest assured, it was not an intentional oversight. I myself am a fan, and Marshall, consider this an open invitation to come on Axios today anytime. Keep the feedback coming. You can always text me at 202-918-4893. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.